Well, hey there, folks. Guess what? This is it. This is the last stop on the Sidefest Northwest 2023 promotional tour. And I just wanted to take a moment and thank all of the folks who gave us airtime to help promote our 10th annual Sidefest and help us spread the word. We greatly appreciate it. So with that being said, I want to thank the folks at Radio Free Cybertron and Diecast for interviewing me, Ben, and Jamal about the show. I also want to thank Swerve bar for having me on. I was interviewed by Onyx, Kilobyte, and Clickbait about our human customs of going to conventions. And as a reminder, uh, Swerve's Bar will be doing a presentation of their live uh, roleplay D&D as a panel. So that's going to be super cool. Uh, Huge thanks to the excellent transmissions team, uh, Charles, Jeremy, and Daryl, for having me on to talk about Sidefest during their Rise of the Beast live stream. That was a ton of fun. And thanks to Jeremy one for the invitation, but also for giving Sidefest all of those shouts out during their convention news segments. Uh, I also want to thank my good buddy Sean uh, for making that amazing audio promo that you've heard making the rounds that also later became a video made by Liz. Um, it's a it's one of those convergences of like, you know, a, a community and folks doing really cool stuff that just kind of started as a random idea in my head and and uh, um, that's just where talent and community comes together and it's 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 just a terrific piece of advertisement that uh, that that I'm very proud to have uh, uh, been a part of um I also want to shout out my buddy TFG1 Mike, uh, Mike Blanchard, for featuring Sidefest on the GeekCast Radio website. That's at geekcastradio.com, as well as for rolling our promo uh, during recent episodes of All Things Transformers and The Pull Bag, respectively. Um, also, huge shouts out to my friends from Autopod Decepticast, Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb, for playing that promo uh, during their most recent episode, uh, Face of the Ninjaka, uh, which also coincidentally happened to be Paul Eiding's last episode as uh, as Perceptor there. So uh, kind of weird timing there. But uh, thanks also to Ryan for giving us a few extra spins on that promo as well. Uh, and thanks to Michael Andrews, my Two Mics, Two Furious co-host, for engaging with me as I talked about Sidefest during our most recent episode on Sound and Fury, the uh, Soundwave episode uh, introduction of Transformers Animated. That's, uh, that's a lot of fun, so you want to check that out. Um, and I want to thank Gregor from 1077 The End, our um, alternative station here in Seattle, for having me and Ben on his Nerd Talk segment uh, to talk about Sidefest. He's become a, a real friend of the show and friend of Sidefest. So I'm um, always glad to kick it with that dude and uh, really appreciate uh, uh, spreading the word out on his platform. And finally, I would like to thank everyone who has joined me on my show on Mike Cybert Radio recently uh, Ben and Liz and Jamal, along with Magnus von Braun, Apollo. Severio, uh, Jeremy, uh, uh, Lil Lego Formers, and Adam at Toybox Heroes. Uh, thank you so much for helping add more voices aside from my own to help talk about this thing that we're so passionate about, uh, Sidefest Northwest. Um, I will provide links for all of these great shows in the hope that if you have not checked them out yet, that you'll give them a shot as they gave us some of their airtime to help promote us. So uh, the least we could do is help return the favor in kind because that's uh, that's how a community is supposed to work. It's it's not a competition, right? Um, So uh, anyway, I'm about to jump back up on the bus, but I will see you Saturday at Subfest. Uh, I will be hosting the panel room, plus I will have a table in the dealer 
other room uh, to check out. I'm very accessible and would love to meet you. And if you happen to have heard about Sidefest through me or through my platforms or through any of the podcasts I talked about, please let me know because it will absolutely uh, make our day because we did uh, uh, spend a lot of time uh, putting the promotion into it and and hopefully that it left an impression on you as well. So uh, that being said, let's roll that promo one last time and then please enjoy my interview with our featured guest, Mr. Paul Iden. July 2023, the Pacific Northwest will be transformed. Transformed. Don't miss Cybefest Northwest. Featuring special guest Paul Eiding, the voice of Perceptor. Panels hosted by Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. Robotics. Contests and trivia. Local artists and dealers. Exciting raffle prizes. A Transformers experience by the fans for the fans. Get your own exclusive Generation Zero transforming action figure. This Cybertronian festival features the Bumblebee Camaro inspired by the films. July 8th at Kent Commons Community Center. Immerse yourself in Cybefest Northwest. More at CybefestNW.com. 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 Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and thank you for joining us for this uh, very special uh, uh, noon afternoon matinee live stream. Uh, we have a, a very special uh, presentation for you here today in the lead up to Cybefest Northwest. Um, it's our 10th annual convention and we're incredibly excited about it. We've been talking about it on the podcast for, oh gosh, probably at least the last month or so. Uh, but I just want to remind folks that Cybefest Northwest 2023 is coming back to the Kent Commons Community Center in lovely Kent, Washington, about 20 miles south of Seattle. That will be on July 8th, 2023. Festivities start at 11 and we wrap up around 5. Uh, more information is available at our website, cybefestnw.com. That's C-Y-B-F-E-S-T.com. Uh, we've got an expanded dealer hall. It's the return of the children's play area. We have uh, le- real-life robots in the form of robotics teams. Um We've got the Bumblebee Camaro. Scotty's bringing his uh, movie-inspired Camaro back. Uh, we've got artists, the transforming contest, the art contest, trivia, raffles, and oh, so much more. But as you're watching the video, it's like, but you're not there by yourself, Mike. You, uh, you have a guest. And we, uh, we are so thrilled 
to welcome to Sidefest Northwest our featured guest, uh, the one and only Paul Eiding, and he joins me here for uh, afternoon live stream. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to be here, my friend. I'm really looking forward to uh, Sidefest. It's been a little while since I've been up to Seattle, and I, you know, I've never done I've never done a, a con in uh, in the Northwest, so this will be my first time up there. That's terrific. And we, we were chatting offline uh, just a moment ago before we went live. Um, the the weather's going to turn out for you, I think. It's, uh, it, it's, it's the right time of year. You know, folks perceive that Seattle and the Pacific Northwest, it always rains. And we do have a fair amount of rain and gray. Uh, but it, this, this is... This and the autumn time is is my favorite time of year. I, I love the fall colors, but I love this this spring summer time where it's sunny and warm, but not hot. It's uh, it's very temperate uh, th this time of year. I'm looking forward to it. And we're uh, I'm usually down here in L.A. It's usually pretty hot by now, but it's not been. We've we've it's been uh, really lovely. You know, cool in the mornings and not terribly hot in the afternoon, but it's going to get there. July, August, it it's, gets unbearable. So to get away up to uh, Washington, I'm a happy guy. Absolutely. So you had um, you had mentioned that this is your first time coming to the Seattle area, the Pacific Northwest, uh, for a convention. But I I know you've done other conventions. Like I I've I've met you at a TFCon before. Um, right. I know you I know you've done uh, several other. Uh, types of conventions, but um, do you make your way out to smaller shows like SideFest? Like SideFest is like, you know, we call it a convention, but basically like we're, we're very humble and modest. We're having it in a gym. In fact, the, the highlight of our 10th annual show is that we're opening both sides of the gym to have an expanded dealer room. We're very proud of our little show, but we also know it's a, it's a intimate little show with an emphasis on community. We're very family friendly. Um, so I, I guess one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is like the, the, the different types of conventions that you go to, um, or if you make it out to uh, smaller shows like us. I do indeed. Uh, I've gone to uh, smaller uh, ones in Kansas City, in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. It was, a, it was also a Transformer-centric um, Charticon. Uh, a pretty small show in uh, the middle of the country a couple of times, different shows. You know, I have a good time wherever I am. Yeah. The ones that I really like are the ones where they're not massive. You don't have a line of people standing for two hours to meet you because um, – I'm famous for rambling. I'm, I'm famous for <laughs> spending time talking. <laughs> Me uh, too, my friend. We're in, we're in good company. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's what the cons are all about, uh, about meeting people and talking and developing uh, relationships. At the, some of the larger expos, I've done a lot in Australia and New Zealand and the UK. And when you have a massive, massive people waiting, uh, I have handlers constantly telling me, hurry up. Hurry up, move them along, move them along. And it's terrible. I, I, if someone's going to be standing there, I know it ends up making people wait longer, but if people are going to wait that long, I don't want to just say, hi, how are you? We're here, take, take this. No, I want, to, I want to say hi. I've developed a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships um, at the different conventions uh, that are now friends, that have been friends for 
years. In fact, there's a gentleman from uh, the Seattle area, um, Randall Ng. Randall, um, I met him in 2010 at a BotCon. It was actually my first convention down in Orlando. And we've been friends ever since. Um, not just friends. He also set up my uh, my fan page. He does so much uh, for me. He He's just a good guy. He's yeah. a good friend. And it, that never would have happened had I not gone to a convention. Um, I didn't go to conventions early on when my daughters were small. Mm -hmm. But once they were in college and they were out, then it's like, okay, now it's time for me to, to go out and meet folks. Mm -hmm. Randall's an awesome guy and it, and it's interesting how um how it's a small world. So like he he lives here locally in the Pacific Northwest. I I met him at a um another small convention a, a Renton City Retro where um he he was there having a table and we were just chatting and I know him from his digital artwork and oh. all of the all of those videos you know the Energon O's and the and the Gangnam Style <laughs> videos and, and and those those are those are some of my favorite bits of Transformers nostalgia I just I I just uh terrifically creative and the voice work is hilarious and I I got to talk to him about that and I've I've always told him about Sidefest, our our little convention here in Kent, and he's like, yeah, you know, one of these days I'll make it out. One of these days I'll make it out. And when we announced that that um, you that Paul would be joining us, he immediately messaged me. He's like, Paul is such a great guy. You're gonna have cool. such a great time for with him. And it's like, oh, by the way, I designed his website and I've been working with him. I'm like, and I had no idea those those connections were there. So yeah. and 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 that's one of the things that I really enjoy about the Transformers fan community is it it really is kind of like that ride at Disneyland. It's a small world after all, and we're all connected by these love of uh, transforming robots and and um, and, yeah. and it's it's just great times. I'm, and I'm I'm always amazed at the talent out there in the fandom, uh, either the writing because we do a lot of uh, uh, you know script reading. Mm -hmm. um, at the different conventions and uh, the writers and people like Randall and Dr. Smoove, uh, who, who does the voice for his, uh, his, uh, uh, his videos, just amazing talent. And Randall, especially just, he blows me away. As you can tell, I'm, I'm definitely a fan mm -hmm. of Mr. Randall Ng, you know, I'm hoping he can, he comes over. I, I'm really hoping so. He uh, he when he messaged me, he said something like he might have a couple other things going on, but he's definitely going to try to pop in if he can. It would be it would be it would be lovely to see the two of you guys together uh, yeah, just for this fan. That would that would make me happy. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So we we kind of got we jumped in and just kind of got ahead of ourselves, you know, for folks that, that may not have met. Uh, Mr. Paul Eiding before he's um, he's an actor and and mostly known for voiceover roles, including uh, Colonel Roy Campbell from the Metal Gear Solid series, which is always a a cultural touchstone for me. Like I was I was a gamer in my early twenties, and Metal Gear Solid was was my thing. And but what I discovered though 
is I wasn't especially good at it. So <laughs> I I um I got to hear a lot of those game over screen. So it's like so so all I hear is like the 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 chirping of the of the codec and all I hear is just I I hear Paul and it's like snake are you there? Snake. Snake. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of my favorite things. So. Listen, I, I've done that a few times at, at conventions. I've told the story. Uh, I was doing a convention in, I think it was New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And sitting beside me signing was uh, Charles uh, Martinet, mm. who's the voice of um, uh, Mario, all the Mario games. Okay. Right. And he'd be sitting next to me, and at, when he finished his signature, he would finish it with a, a flourish, and he would always go, uh, Oh, my God. And he would go higher. Yes, of course, of course. Everyone. And I was sitting there, and by the end of the day, uh, it was like, okay, enough with the hoo-hoos. Um, and the, the kids <laughs> were loving it. Everybody was. I would imagine. A, he's a great guy. And then someone came along and said, can you do the game over? You know, snake, snake, and then yell. And I said, yeah, I will. And I, I warned the little kids who were nearby. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm going to yell. It's going to really yell really loud. So, but I didn't tell Charles. And when I did the snake. Yeah. Can you hear me? Snake, snake. And when I screamed it, Charles literally left his seat. It was like, it was one of those things. And I, I could not have been happier. And I told him, I said, that's, that's paying you back for all the hoo-hoos uh, all day long. Um, and I've done it. Uh, it's it's a uh, couple of people, I don't know where they were, I think it was Australia. They use that as their ringtone. And they said they have to make sure that they pick up before the last yeah. one. Oh, that, oh, that's terrific. I, yeah. I love it to have it timed out. Because really, like, like, the codec signal is almost kind of like a ringtone. I mean, it's literally That's a it. ringtone. So yeah, I can I can imagine that picking up your mobile, it'd be like, <laughs> like Snake, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love it. But most fans joining us here today know you as Perceptor from Transformers Generation One. And I um I, I have a I have a confession for uh before we get uh too much further. Um, you know, I'm sure you have met a lot of Transformers fans over over you know the these 40 years. I mean, my goodness, next year it's gonna be 40 years uh celebrating Transformers. And um a lot of folks like Transformers the movie, right? And a lot of folks like your performance. Um Transformers the movie, regardless of Transformers fandom or whatever, is my favorite movie. Um, I saw it when I was seven years old and I was just oh, gobsmacked. Wow. It just, um, for all of the things that fans have been telling you for so long, all of those things apply to me. It just, it just, it, it, it ignited my imagination in a way that I just, I mean, I hadn't seen anything like it. Like, you know, you hear uh, uh, Frank Miller talking about how he saw the 300 Spartans, or you hear uh, uh, Flint Dilly talking about how he saw the Alamo. And Transformers, the movie for me, was was that kind of um, a seminal experience. And uh, I I always liked Perceptor. He's, um, there, there, there's... 
a, a little piece of his character that I carry with me. We were talking about rambling earlier and I have a, um, a, a taste for verbosity. You know, it's like, why, why say something in one word when 12 <laughs> will work? And uh, some of my friends, uh, particularly at work, find themselves being like Ultra Magnus, kind of tapping their, <laughs> their fingers impatiently. It's just like, just kind of get to the point. Uh, I, I, joke, I joke with my audience that brevity is not my first best strength. And for, for good or ill, I always point back to uh, Perceptor and, you, and your performance of that. It, it really left that mark of, you know, kind of like, uh, for lack of a better term, like, higher level vocabulary or just like, you know, just, just being more loquacious and elegant. And, and I just, so, so that character always resonated with me. So before we got any further, I wanted to share that with you and just, uh, and just say thank you for your contribution and being such a significant part of that movie and this franchise that has meant so much to me and so many other folks. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I'm, I'm a very lucky man. Uh, to been, uh, I was one of the young guys uh, when I got out, uh, when I auditioned for the Transformers, and I was working with people that I had listened to for years. And when I got got there and started working with these people, it's like I, I was in heaven, you know. Okay, you got to act with me. See if you remember this. Okay, ready? Cassidy evaluation of Decepticon capability indicates a distinct tactical deficiency. In other words, Perceptor? We're outnumbered. Right. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I love those exchanges. I, I, I like the interplay between that trio of Perceptor, Springer, and Ultra Magnus. Like, like Springer's like the middleman that like always translates. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, 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 and it's my understanding that there was like, more of that in earlier versions of the script that like yeah. that, that was like an ongoing uh, thing. I think, I think we got um, enough in, in the finished film, but yeah, it was, it, it, I I've since read some earlier versions and that that's like an ongoing joke. And there's a part of me that would really like to have seen that. It would have been lovely. I would have liked that. By the way, I just said something uh, and uh, about when I auditioned and this fellow uh, who he lives on the next block from me. And he said, I just found something that you might be interested in. I don't even know this gentleman. He knows me. I, I think I've met him once. I, I could not tell you his name. Okay. Uh, but I was out in, in my yard doing something out in the front. And this man, he was kind of on his bicycle. And he said, uh, you're Paul, right? And I said, yeah. He said, Transformers, right? I said, Yes. He said, I've got something that I think you should be, you'd be interested in. And I said, okay. He said, don't go away. I'll be right back. He went home on his bike, came back on his bike, and he had uh, three scripts from um, three scripts and this, which is, I don't know if you can see it. What it is, is my original audition sheet. Oh my goodness. When I auditioned for. Perceptor. It's the actual sheet with uh, with Wally Burr's notes on it. It's a copy of it now. Sure, sure. Um, it says Carl Thompson tonight. I don't know who Thompson is. Um, but he brought this to me 
and he told me that I wish I'd heard about it. He went just the, the day before to a, um, an estate sale, and it happened to be a Wally Burr estate sale. Oh, my goodness. And he, he got these scripts. He got some other scripts from, from uh, other shows. And he said, I wanted to, I made copies of the scripts because I'm going to keep them. But I wanted you to have them uh, because they had a preceptor in them. And he brought me these and it just blew me away. That's that terrific. That's, that that's what he brought me. That's amazing. Oh man. What, once the, the live stream video gets done, I'm going to have to go back and pause it and read the, uh, read the text on there. What, what a terrific artifact. That is so cool. They, I'm, uh, I'm going to bring, I made copies and I'm going to bring them to, uh, uh, to Kent, to Sidefest. Terrific. That, that's lovely. And again, Sidefest Northwest 2023 is July 8th, 2023 at the Kent Commons Community Center in lovely Kent, Washington, just, uh, just about 20 miles south of Seattle. Uh, ticketing information is available at sidefestnw.com. And speaking of, you had mentioned that you had, um, uh, those items that you're bringing. What else are you bringing for folks to uh, get autographed? Oh, uh, just a bunch of new uh, uh, new eight by tens. I'll sign anything they bring. I sign lots of lots of different versions of uh, of Perceptor. Um, and if they want to, if people want to look ahead of time, they can go on to extremely.com and you you can just type in my name. And it'll take you to the store there. You don't have to buy anything, but at least if you want to see what I'm bringing. Uh, and it's streamily, S-T-R-E-A-M-I-L-Y.com, and then uh, Paul Eiding. And that'll take you to, and you'll be able to see all the different uh, pictures. I've, I've got some brand new ones, which yeah. are, are fun. <laughs> I, I've yeah. I've been I've been watching your site. In fact, I, I was looking for 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 some you know biographical information for the interview here, and I was like, wait a sec, he's got some new stuff here. This uh, okay. like like there's there's a a terrific uh Perceptor and Colonel Campbell uh mashup print that I I especially like. I uh, um if if you have one of those, I'm definitely going to get that from you for sure. Because a friend I, of mine who is a fan of Metal Gear and uh, Transformers and is also an artist is the one who did that for me. In fact, I think I could do a screen share here and show folks what that looks like. Give me oh, just cool. a moment here. Yeah, there we go. That's what that looks like. It's a, it's a little small, um, but yeah, it's a it's it's a really neat pick, and I think for for fans of your work on both of those characters and as well as you have like tons of other uh, collages with all of the myriad of characters that you've um, that you voiced as well. Um, I also put a link to uh, your stream release show, uh, uh, shop in the show notes. So like folks watching on YouTube or on Facebook can click on that link and go through and see uh, the cool stuff that, that Paul is has. So like if you're not able to join us in Kent for Sidefest, uh, feel free and grab something and he'll, uh, um, he'll autograph it for you. That's uh, that's awesome. So um, I I see now in the chat that I have a lot of uh, listener questions that I would like to blaze through uh, before we wrap up. But before we get to the listener questions, there's one 
there's one project of yours that that I would like to spend a moment talking about, and it's the uh, the short film that you starred in, uh, uh, Frank and Emmett, which I um, I, I I know it's been around for a while, but I happened to watch it. Oh, I don't know, maybe um, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, again in in preparation for uh, for this discussion, and I was incredibly moved, and it's very touching. So I didn't want to necessarily. Um, leave a conversation with you where we're talking about voiceover work and, and transformers and all of that other stuff, um, without, uh, having the opportunity to touch on this, uh, this, this lovely piece of work. Um, can you, can you tell me more about Frank and Emmett? You bet. Um, it's one of the, um, one of the things I'm most proud of. Um, it's, it's only a 12 minute film, but, um, it was written and directed by, um, a gentleman who is the head of animation at DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. And he's always been a fan of uh, the Muppets and the Muppeteers, the gentlemen and the ladies who have, have uh, worked those uh, Muppets all those years. And it's, it was kind of an homage to those guys who were uh, a dying breed. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's about a man t- telling his partner, uh, of 40 or so years that the, uh, the partnership is ending. And this partner happens to be a Muppet. Um, and it touches on a lot of different things. Um, and uh, when I first got the audition for it, it was, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So everything had to be online. And I got, the, I got it from my manager, and said, do you want to audition for this? It's just a short film. And I read the script and uh, immediately knew who this guy was. I knew that, he, uh, that uh, I knew what his imagination was like. I knew uh, that he could relate one-on-one with a puppet or an inanimate object. Um, I just, somehow, he touched me. And then, uh, and that was before... I saw the puppet, and then um, I they had we started having callbacks, all on Zoom, and I met the the director. He didn't know who I was um, until he saw my work, and they had already hired uh, a puppeteer who worked with Dis- uh, with uh, the Muppets, and a brilliant Brian Jones, just a wonderful, wonderful man, who also did the voice. And then he went to my IMDb page, the director did, and said, oh, my God, I didn't realize you did all these things. And I know all of these things. I didn't realize that was you. Uh, you could have done the whole thing. And I said, well, I couldn't have done the, the puppet work because it was just brilliant. And Brian, who does the voice of uh, Emmett and the puppet work, is I think is brilliant. And they had two guys who worked with uh, Brian and another gentleman who, did the, uh, who worked with uh, – um, Jim Henson's group. Um, I think they did a lovely job. I love the piece. It played at a lot of uh, different festivals, won uh, writing and different awards, performance awards. Um, and we were Oscar qualified, which meant that we were, we made it that far. Mm-hmm. But obviously didn't get an Oscar. Um, didn't make the last, uh, what, 
eight or ten that they went with, but is still very, very happy with it. Um, and it's it's about partnership and about uh, when one person thinks that they've created somebody else's life, you find out that no, it was more a group effort. I, I don't want to give too much away. Right, so that's right. Hemming and hawing, but but if you have a moment, if you have twelve minutes, watch it. It's on my YouTube channel, and it's really. Uh, uh, I'm at the point now. I'm I'm far enough away from it that when I watch it, I, this is the same thing that happens to me in animation with Grandpa Max, uh, with uh, especially for Perceptor, and with uh, Metal Gear with Colonel Campbell. When you get far enough away from the piece. It's no longer you. It's it's that entity, whatever that entity is. So when I'm watching uh, Frank and Emmett, Frank isn't me. I know he is because it's my body, it's my voice, everything else. But I'm far enough away that it affects me, and I can't I can't watch I can't watch it without uh, tearing up. I just and it's not a. It, I don't mean that as a, my gosh, he's really wonderful. It's, it's, it has to do with the mood that has been created Yes, and the writing. Mm -hmm. it, it's incredibly sweet. I, I, I was really struck by it. Um, so I, I just it's wanted lovely. to make sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lovely piece. And I think that, that fans of your work who might not have found this project. Otherwise, I really hope they, they find it and check it out. So that's, uh, uh, that's Frank and Emmett, a, a delightful, um, short film, uh, starring Mr. Paul Eiding, who is our guest. And again, Paul will be our featured guest at Sidefest Northwest January 8th at, uh, at Kent Comets Community Center in Kent. And as we, uh, get closer to wrapping up the, the show here, uh, cause we have, uh, home improvement projects and all kinds of other cool stuff, uh, uh, to do. Uh, but, uh, um, I had a number of listener questions in the chat. Um, my buddy Nick was just, he was watching it, just stacking the, stacking the chat. And I have a couple other uh, listener questions as well. I would like to start, though, with, um, uh, let me see if I can bring this up on the screen here. Give me just a moment to do a uh, screen share. Um, that way everybody can read it, uh, hopefully, possibly a little better. But this is uh, from my buddy, Anthony Brucalli, who is the host of Transformers University podcast. Uh, he's the owner-operator madman of TFU.info, the longest-running transforming toy archive website. Um, and he, uh, he has two questions here. The first one is, you... Um, Paul, you once appeared on the show Perfect Strangers as a character named Walkie Talkie, Speaker of the Hut. What was it like being on that set, and what was the chemistry like with that cast? Uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, my daughter just found that about oh, three weeks ago. Oh, no. She, yeah, she found it. It was on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, and... Uh, it, it was great fun um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the guys were nuts. Uh, my character was uh, was great fun. Everybody got to use these terrible, terrible accents. Um, and the and the guy who was playing only one or two people who have seen the show and now will will know what I'm talking about. It was basically a, a ripoff of um, Weekend at Bernie's, where um, Bernie. Uh, is dead. So these two guys have to 
they don't want anybody to know that he's dead. So they have to walk him around. And, you know, they put sunglasses on him and they move him around and act like and wave his arms and stuff to make people think that he's alive, but he's actually dead. Uh, uh, and the person who played the ruler of the of the country um, was an old friend of mine that I hadn't seen for a long time. We worked together in in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for many many years. So t- to get on the show and find out that he was playing that dead character, oh no, that they got to, that they got to throw around. Uh, it was just uh, it was an added treat. So you know, I had a great time working on the show. That's awesome. I love it when people people find these these on camera things and say, "Oh my God, I didn't realize you did this." You know, um, there's another there's a show a movie. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it was a series called Providence. And if you go to Providence and find, oh my gosh, I think there was, it was a Halloween show, and I think it was called Things That Go Bump in the Night. And I played a gentleman, just a sweet, innocent guy who was there because he wa- he went to the hospital because he needed to get some blood. Mm. And they said, why? He said, well, because I'm a vampire and I don't want to hurt anybody. So I need blood. But if I, and if I don't get blood by midnight, I'm going to die. Um, and then they have to deal with me. And also on the show was, oh, my God, I can't remember his name. Huge, a big, another voiceover actor that we had. I didn't know he was a voice actor. He didn't know I was. We were just on camera acting. Oh God! Things that go bump in the night. Uh, you know, look it up because it's a lovely show, um, a Halloween show, and uh, I'm an innocent vampire. I love that. I, I'm gonna have to check that out. That's uh, you know, and I don't want to steal any thunder from my from my Sidefest uh, uh, co-conspirator Ben. He uh, he let me in on a on a delightful conversation the two of you guys had about the Charmings, and 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 I, I'm sure he's gonna bring that up during uh, our live Q and A panel uh, that we'll be having on July 8th at uh, at Sidefest Northwest. So we're we're doing this live stream now to kind of give folks a, a sneak preview of what it's gonna be like to chat with uh, Mr. Paul Eiding, the voice of Perceptor, our featured guest. But we'll be hosting a, a Q&A panel uh, hosted by Ben, and it's going to be a lot of this. So it's like we're going to we're going to go through some of the questions we have online here now, answer as many as we can. But but yeah, you're welcome to come in live on July 8th and and ask Paul these questions as well, and as well as stop by his table and buy some autographs. And I know several of our artists uh, have already made Perceptor theme uh, art prints. Uh, ben Hansen has a really cool uh, Perceptor print, which I don't have in front of me. As we're chatting, if I can find it, I'll, uh, I'll put it up, but it's, it's, it's really neat. Um, uh, but that being said, let's go back to the chat. Oh, Anthony had one more question. Um, uh, you are on a ton of classic 80s sitcoms, Golden Girls, Cheers, Who's the Boss, um, etc. Any memorable moments working on those shows that you could share? No. No, it's all pretty boring. Uh, no. Uh, oh, there are lots. Uh, one of my favorite is working on Golden Girls because mm. that show is, uh, plays over and over and over again. And uh, all most of my work, in fact, almost all my work was with Betty White. When I when you did that show, they it was they had it working so well. It was like a, a machine. You get there, you have a name 
tag uh, where you sit at the table for the first table read. Um, everybody, everything is set up. You have your, you know, you where your room is. Um, everybody does what they're supposed to be doing at that at that moment. And you you felt that you you knew you were visiting. Some shows they bring you in and everybody gives you a hug. Hey, how you doing? Blah 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 blah. At, at this point of uh, during the run, it was pretty much you know come in. Hi, how are you? Let's do the work. Move on. No one no one was mean or or disrespectful, anything like that. It was just a different feel. Uh, but you knew that you were there visiting um, their their house, except for Betty White. Betty White is everything that you've, uh, everything wonderful you ever heard. Uh, she was all over you, hugging you, giving you a kiss on the cheek, as sweet as she could be, and incredibly funny. Um, so, uh, so that's always been one of my big, to let people know that I got a hug and a kiss from Betty White. Um, and uh, so that was, that, that was a big one, you know. That's delightful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, let's let's go to my buddy Nick in the chat, and I'll put these chats up on the screen. Um, probably a typical question that I have. I know Paul worked for a studio producing the voices, but does Hasbro and other companies ever sent him free stuff of the characters he does? Um, in a word, no. Uh, no, actually, the only company that has uh, was um, Blizzard. Oh, I got a uh, StarCraft when they did the, uh, the the major. It was a beautiful, beautiful piece uh, that I ended up donating for a, a fundraiser at, at a con. I forget which con it was, but it was a smaller con, and they were doing a, a fundraiser. So I, I donated that, but it was a beautiful piece, and that's the only time. Um, and that was the folks at Blizzard for StarCraft. Because I've worked at, done a lot of Blizzard stuff. I did all of the Diablos, Diablo, Starcraft, Warcraft, um, all of that sort of stuff. But that's the only, let me make sure I'm not, I don't want to, nope, that's it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, so as well, I'm, I'm still waiting. Yeah, and there, there's a number of delightful uh, Perceptor figures, some of which you you've signed. There's there's new ones coming up. There there's the new Studio Series eighty six Perceptor figure, which is it's a delightful figure. I I love it so much. You're going to end up signing a bunch of those at at uh, at at Cybefest. It's very cool. And they've recently announced that they're doing a Transformers the movie specifically themed reissue of the original Perceptor toy from the from the early eighties, but it's done in like Transformers the movie colors and stuff. Very similar to my podcast logo with like the 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 orange and pink color fade there. It's it's very, very cool. It's cool. uh, unfortunately won't be here in time uh, before July 8th, but um, I, I'm sure I'll catch you at another convention and have you autograph that for me once I get I'm it. I'm just, uh, you know, I've got a I'm kind of irritated with the movie, uh, at least the people who did all the promotion for the movie, because mm -hmm. until recently, uh, every poster that I've seen about the G1 movie, they're beautiful, beautiful uh, posters. Perceptors isn't in any of them. Mm -mm. Just not. I sign them. People want you to sign here, sign there, and some of the some of them are just gloriously beautiful. But no perceptor until recently. There's a, a gentleman. I think he was an 
Australia. Mm. Uh, his name is Flory, F-L-O-R-E-Y. Yes. His, his, um, he did a, I forget who he did it for, uh, did a, a new poster uh, honoring the, the G1 uh, of the, the movie, the Transformer movie. And he, he said, I had to add him because I contact, contacted him on Twitter. I said, thank you. Somebody finally thought about Perceptor. He said, well, I love Perceptor and why he's not in any of the posters. I have no idea. So just a little, you know, irritated. Yeah, <laughs> irritated. absolutely. Well, and, and that that entire the original poster is is puzzling in the character choices. But here's a, here's that that um, uh, Flory piece right here. Ah. And, and it's it's uh, again the the screen share doesn't quite do it justice, but it's 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 a it's a delightful piece. I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to get the the uh, uh, the alternate version of this with the with the holographs on it. It hasn't arrived yet, but I'm I'm really looking forward wow. to getting it. It's it's very 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 cool. Um, and yeah, it's like to the fact where it it uh, oh I can't even zoom on it, but I, I I see a I see a little microscope man over over in the corner there. But yeah, what yeah. A, what a what a delightful image, and yeah. and that's you know being being a fan of Transformers the movie. I I spent as silly as it sounds, I spent a good number of years thinking I was the only one. I went through a period of time in my life where I thought I was the only one that liked this movie until I got connected with more folks in the Transformers fandom. And I'm like, I like Transformers the movie. And they're like, yeah. And who doesn't? Yes. I'm like, I'm like, but, 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 but I, I thought that made me special for a few, but, <laughs> but I think you're special, Mike. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so speaking of some of the other characters that, uh, that you've lent your talent to, uh, Nick asks, uh, does Paul follow the characters that he has voiced in other mediums like, like comic books? Um, for a while I did. Uh, but then you know, not really, uh, to be honest. Um, like I did for a while and they, uh, made Perceptor cool. I gave him the, uh, uh, made him a sniper it's like okay you know that's that's cool but i never really stayed with it you know to be honest uh eh, so no sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking to your voice work in those shows uh does paul have an episode of transformers where he talked to himself doing two different characters like I'm, I'm trying to remember if there's a a episode where Perceptor is interacting with a Quinnison, and I'm just it's it's I'm fuzzy. Talking, I can't remember. I don't. Boy, oh boy, I don't know. Certainly not the face of Najika because I was became Najika, so no. Um, and the Quinnison, you know, I don't think I ever because I recently saw the the, the um, I don't remember what episode it was, but. And then the the Quintesson merchant describing why, you know, that we were behind the wars and all the the fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know I'm at the beginning of that. that, I'm in the same episode, but I don't think I talked. I don't think I talked to myself. Gotcha. I have another other animated things. Of course, on Ben 10, I I did and other different different shows. But mm, no. Not, not that I can remember. If you remember, let me know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to drop that in the it's chat or hit us up online later. Um, speaking yeah. of quintessence, my uh, my buddy um, Alexis, uh, uh, Captain Alexis himself, uh, what was the brief for the voice of a quintessence? Like, what what kind of direction did Wally Burr give you? Uh, just be um, um, above everyone else, you know, um, as snide and nasty as you could be, and um, yeah, that. You, know, I think that was a big thing, know that you are more powerful and better than anyone else, any other, any other race, that you are superior. And, uh, you know, you're looking down your nose at all of them. That's, that's basically what I'm, and just, you know, everyone is, is, God, I'm trying to remember, I don't want to just make it up. Yeah. But I remember that in, in feeling that you are superior, that everyone else are, are like rats to you. Right. No one, no one is as important as you are. It, it's, it's kind of the, the flip, flip side of Perceptor. Like, like Perceptor is, is incredibly intelligent, but he's not condescending. Whereas Quinnison is, is the opposite of Absolutely. that. He, you know, brilliant, but, but lords that arrogance over, over lesser beings. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. What else do we got here in chat? Nick had posted, uh, does Paul try to get out and enjoy cities he visits for conventions? Absolutely. But it, the, the bummer is sometimes I don't have time to, to do that. Um, I have a lot of fun when I do um, conventions overseas. Mm-hmm. Overseas, when they go, go to Australia, you usually do, um, they don't want to f- fly you over just for the weekend, obviously. So I'll go and I'll do uh, one in Sydney, and then the following weekend I'll do one in Brisbane. So you have time. Uh, I have walked all over Sydney. I've walked. I've climbed the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, I've walked all over Brisbane because you have time to do that, and it, that's what it's all about. It's like God. Um, done the same thing uh, in the UK um, because you have a few extra days. When I come up to uh, uh, side fest. Uh, my wife and I are going to. We're staying a couple of extra days. We're renting a car, and we're going to you know drive around Seattle, look around Seattle first, and then we're going over to Squim to visit uh, our uh, in-laws, uh, my son-in-law's parents. So yes, whenever possible, yes. I've been to Toronto, and really haven't had the time to 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 do it because usually you're in on Friday, and you're you're gone on Sunday. So you don't have the time because most of the time, the day, I'm there yeah. uh, at the con from uh, opening to closing, you know? I, I was I was just going to say in the in the case of uh, TFCon Toronto specifically, it's out in Mississauga. So it's like it's it's not next to Toronto. It's like like right. a half hour drive or something like that. Like I, I've been to that convention. It's it's a delightful show. I mean, uh, terrific folks. Uh, great convention scene, but the one thing it's not is is local uh, to town. Uh, back in 2019, my wife and I did a trip where we spent time in Niagara Falls, and then we spent oh. time in Toronto proper, and then ended that adventure in Mississauga for for uh, TFCon Toronto, which was which was a terrific trip. I would I would recommend that to anybody. But there are times where 
the the city of name is not necessarily where you are like like TFCon Chicago for example is in Rosemount which is right. not Chicago so i i i've been to TF TFCon Toronto i'm sorry TFCon Chicago at least 3 times i've never been to Chicago proper <laughs> Cause like I, I just, I stay on campus, you know, that, that kind of thing. That's right. That's, that's just me. <laughs> and I'm actually doing TFCon Toronto the week after Sidefest. Um, and I'll be going up there. And again, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I think they have me flying in on Friday um, early so I can be there Friday evening and then leaving Sunday night to get back because I'm working on, <laughs> on Monday. Uh, so sometimes you, you don't have the time. Um, I know I did TFCon, where were we, in, it was outside of D.C., mm. and we made that work. We, we stayed in a couple of extra days, and, and you know, I mean, you don't go to D.C. and not, you know, hang out for a while. Exactly. You know? So whenever possible, absolutely. I mean, you get the feel of, of, uh, of the area. Now, I've been to Seattle, but n- never at it, you know, for a con. Mm-hmm. So this would be fun. Excellent. Well, we're really excited to have you. Um, and again, that's going to be uh, Sidefest Northwest 2023. It's our 10th annual convention that's coming up on July 8th at the Kent Commons Community Center in lovely Kent, Washington, about 20 miles south of Seattle. Festivities start at 11 o'clock. Uh, more information is available at SidefestNorthwest.com. That's uh, C-Y-B-F-E-S-T-N-W uh, dot com. Right. Uh, Paul, this has been an absolute delight. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. And before we part ways, is there anything that you have um, either currently going on or coming up that you would like to promote that, that fans watching might not be aware of? Um, nothing I can talk about. Ah, how many times have you heard that? It's like, yeah. You know, it's Often. Like, yeah. The, uh, the games, I, you know, I, I've got, I'm working, you know, there's three games that I'm finishing up and I can't talk about. Gotcha. I feel bad. <laughs> uh, other than that, my, uh, being all, you're all invited down to look at the new uh, uh, shower and bathroom that we've, that I'm I still, well, you can't see the paint uh, that I'm finishing up. Uh, <laughs> um, you're just trying to, you know, just staying busy that way. Uh, and I'm also going at seeing. September, I'm going out to uh, RetroCon um, outside of Philly. Oh, nice! So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, and pretty, that's pretty much it. Just staying busy, which I is could, good. I can appreciate that. It always beats the alternative. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul- yeah we're, we're, the whole the whole line is actors are generally always semi-retired. You're retired until your next gig. Uh, luckily <laughs> I'm not retired. <laughs> I love that sentiment. And if, uh, if folks wanted to, uh, connect with you online or on social medias, how can we find you on the internet? I'm on all of them. I'm, uh, Facebook. It's just look for my name. Uh, I think Facebook, the, uh, it's, uh, it's me as Colonel Campbell, I believe. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And for the number four, Paul Lighting. Twitter. I don't, I'm not on Twitter. I don't use Twitter as much. It's just getting so hateful. Uh, and Instagram. Just look for my name. I'm there.
Perfect. Well, uh, again, uh, the one and only Paul Eiding, the voice of Perceptor and so many more. Uh, th- this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for being gracious with your time. And we really appreciate you uh, joining us. And we will see you in Kent, Washington on July 8th for Sidefest Northwest 2023. Sounds great. Looking forward to it, guys. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a terrific day. And that that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with us. If you want to listen to my podcast, Mike Seibert Radio, you could subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For my guest, the one and only Paul Eiding, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, Take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and make good choices. Mike Seibert Radio is recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our original theme song is written and performed by Lucia Fasano. Get her music on all streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, and check out her Instagram at Lucia underscore Fasano. Our closing theme song is A Nice Place to Visit by These Young Fools, used with permission from Michael Geisler. Check out Michael's website, bytormusic.com. Special thanks to Andy Lita for our logos and graphic design. He's at GoGoAndyRobo out on Twitter. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. And you can follow me on all the social media at Mike Cybert Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out my YouTube channel for even more videos and subscribe so you never miss a show. Want to be a guest on the show? Send me an email, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. <laughs>